I'm Alex Breitenbach. I'm Sean Cabrera. And this is the Big Red Hockey Cast, the official podcast of Cornell Big Red Hockey for and from the Line of Faithful, sponsored by the Big Red Sports Network. As always, thank you for listening and check out the Big Red Sports Network at Cornell BRSN. That's Cornell BRSN on Instagram to never miss out on any Big Red action. Now, given that we're just a few days away from the regular season restart for Cornell Big Red Hockey, we do have a special guest with us this week, a junior hotel from Halifax, Nova Scotia. He bears the number 20. I'm talking about none other than the Matt Steinberg. So with that, let's dive straight into the sin bin. Welcome back to the Sin Bin on this edition of the Big Red Hockey Cast. This week we have a very special guest, Matt Steinberg. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing all right. Thanks pretty, for hopping on. Pretty good. Now, uh, first of all, uh, ha- happy holidays. Did you uh, did you do anything special for the holidays? Uh, just got to go home uh, for a few days back to Halifax. Um, you know, see some some friends and family, and uh, you know, it was a quick one, but got back here and. You know, with COVID and everything, it was uh, kind of laid low and, and stuff, but um, it was good to get back for a few days and spend some time with family, like I said. And, and yeah, yeah, <clears throat> we're uh, back now, obviously, ready to, to go to Arizona here in a few days. So, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask about that. I mean, like with all the COVID uncertainty, was, was it difficult getting back home or, you know, just uh, laying low, I guess, you know, like you said, for. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I guess it wasn't COVID, but me and, uh, me and Kyle Penny drove back to uh, to Ottawa and then then tried to fly out of there, but um, we had some problems with with flights getting delayed and stuff. So, not COVID related, but we spent uh, spent an extra extra night in Ottawa um, before heading home. But uh, besides that, it was pretty smooth. So can't uh, okay. And and any interesting memories or big red hockey hijinks that you guys do over the break, like per tradition, that you'd like to share? Or no, um, I don't know if we have any anything really no it's pretty uh guys kind of do their own thing go go their oh, ways guys. home and and whatnot but no uh no traditions i could think of off the top of my head at least no 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 that's that, that's mm-hmm. fair that's fair and now the 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 big red are back on the ice as of yesterday correct yeah yeah we uh, got back yesterday and skated nice so, so so how does it feel to be back you know you got a nice break coming back from the holidays how does it feel to be back on the ice you know in preparation for uh, Arizona in a couple of days. Yeah, obviously it feels good to get back. We, uh, you know, with the little outbreak we had here during, uh, during exams and stuff and, uh, you know, the schedule is all over the place and stuff was changing every, every hour. So it felt like, but, um, you know, getting back here and, um, you know, we're kind of the only ones around for the most part. So it's like we're in our own little bubble. Uh, yeah, so we get to go on the ice and, and do our own thing, spend a lot of time with each other. So, um, you know, obviously it's, it's nice to do that and be around all the guys again and, um, kind of get back in the swing of things and obviously jump right back into it in Arizona and North Dakota this, this coming weekend. Oh yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. And is there anything in particular that the, the big red have been focusing on particularly in practice? I know you guys have been skating multiple times a day, so obviously probably try to break it up, I'd guess, or any, anything specific? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll have uh, a bit of run through and stuff in the morning, I guess, where it's a little bit slower paced. Um, you know, trying to get back on 
some of our systems and little things that we uh, want to focus on. And, um, you know, the afternoon tends to be a little bit more high paced and I guess try and get the legs back after, after a little bit of a break and, um, you know, get back in shape a little bit. So, um, you know, they've been good so far. And yeah, like I said, we have two more days here before we head out and uh looks like we'll be ready to go. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Good to hear. Now, focusing on your game specifically, you are currently tied fourth third in the ECAC in points and lead the big red with 17 points, including seven goals. Now you've had an amazing year so far, so you have to tell us what's your secret. You know, I, I wish I uh, could give you an answer there, but um, you know, I think it's just been, been kind of a mix of things, you know, obviously um, you know, chemistry with my line mates, you know, whether kind of played a lot with, with Andreev and then uh, there's been a few guys mixed in um, in with us, but, you know, I think guys that have been mixed in have done a really good job, um, you know, jumping in and, and contributing and finding chemistry right away with us. And then um, obviously playing with Max, he's a good buddy of mine on the team and somebody I spent a lot of time with. So, um, you know, I guess we kind of found a little bit of chemistry in, in the preseason and um, just been trying to play our game and, and do stuff that we're good at. Um, you know, a few lucky ones, I think, if you look back at them, but, um, you know, I guess you kind of got to ride that wave while you get them and, um, you know, take them, take them as they come. So wish I had an answer for you, but, uh, I don't think there's, there's any one thing, like I said, I think it's a, a handful of things, but, um, you know, definitely, definitely take them when you get them and, you know, try to keep it up. Seems like you're crediting, I guess, team dynamic and chemistry, but Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. And by the way, you know, you say that some of those goals were lucky, right? Is that what you said? Few few good bounces, you could say, yeah. Well, I mean, I always say, like, you know, even if you do have that good luck on your side, like, you always need to purchase a ticket before winning the lottery, right? So that's true. It's, yeah, it's still yeah. kudos to you. You could, you know, no need to be humble. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know, give give Max, I guess, a bit of a shout. He's had a few uh, few nice setups for me, so I'll give uh, give him some credit there. All right, that, that's nice. See now. We've been meaning to ask about, you know, the game or rather the game winning goal during that second game versus Alaska Fairbanks, because let's be real. I mean, you you got drilled in a hit that resulted in a five minute major, and then you came back to score the winning goal in overtime. And this was also, I believe, your first goal of the season. So would you say that was probably the best sensation of sweet revenge? And was there anything said during intermission? Um, I don't, I'm trying to think if I was, I think I might've still been with our trainer during, yeah, I was still with Eddie, um, during, I guess the intermission, a little time that we have between overtime. Yeah. Um, cause obviously got my bell rung a little bit, but, um, you know, I was with him and obviously, so we had a power play and wanted to get back out there. So I probably rushed it back a little bit and, um, got out for it, but um yeah obviously that one that one felt good in the first weekend um you know i think it definitely helps the confidence and stuff and kind of gets the ball rolling and um you know i guess you can attribute that to to some of the success the the following weekends um but yeah i don't know i don't know what was said during the uh the pre i think i was actually i think we had five guys on the ice at one point like lining up for the face i don't know if if the coaches knew that i was going out i just kind of told that i'm good i'm going and and we were out there and next thing you know we were playing and um, you know, Benny found me in the slot there for that goal, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a funny sequence, obviously getting the five minute, the hit on me, um, which I guess a little controversial, 
me going out for the power play on that hit, but um, you know, I guess it happens. It's, it's probably happened against me, um, our team a few times, but um, you know, I guess we uh, we got away with one there a little bit. And... <laughs> oh yeah, I I'd for certain call that sweet revenge the best. Absolutely. And I, I, I know you mentioned the chemistry between you and your line mates and, and, and it's no secret that your line mates in particular have been the, the real powerhouses of the big red offense this year. You know, Sonika and Andreev um, combined 19 goals between the three of you. And so, like, my question is, you know, dare we call this Cornell's own perfection line as, as you know, a little tribute to the Bruins there. But I mean, I, I got to say, you and Max have done an awesome job of of, of taking uh, Andre under your uh, under your wing as like you know like kind of the big brothers in, in a sense. No, I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I don't know. Like Andre, um, you know, when he's played with us, I mean, he's obviously the big moose out there. Um, so it's funny that he's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he's huge man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a funny guy. He's you know being from Czech and stuff, and obviously English is his second language, so. Like Maxi, you could say it'd be the big brother a little bit that way, trying to um, yeah. translate some stuff. But, um, you know, I think the three of us kind of, I think we all sit together, kind of me, Andre, and then and then Maxi. So we sit close to each other in the room and we're always kind of interacting and joking around and and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, Andre, uh, he's a funny guy. He's, he's a Euro and he's he's always doing his yeah. own thing and, yeah. and cracking jokes and whatnot. So, yeah, um, you know, he let, I let Maxi do the translating and, um, I just leave the joking around for me and Andre. So, oh, wait, has so I'm actually dying to know have either Max or Andre taught you any Czech or Russian in the time that you've been with uh line mates with them? No, but now that you say that, that might be something that I uh I might look into trying to learn yeah. a, a few things from them. Yeah, no, no, no that's if, fair. If you want to say thank you in Russian, it's spasiva. So, I mean, yeah, spasiva. That's, that's as much as I know, given, well, I know a little bit more, but you know, I'm from a Russian neighborhood in Brooklyn. So, <laughs> if you want 10 words in Russian, you could either come to me or, you know, your teammates. I would suggest going to your teammate. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, I'll see what, uh, what interesting lines Maxi and, and Andre have for me. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I went to Prague once, so I can't exactly help you there, but <laughs> it's a beautiful city. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, well, on the topic of mentors, I, you know, uh, Sean and I have asked the same question to every guest who's been on this podcast, who's played for Big Red. And with that, who is your mentor that, that you looked up to during your time at, um, uh, like with the big red and we've had a lot of different answers for this. So I, I'm actually really curious to hear who, um, who your mentor is. Yeah. I don't, I think there's, there's a number of different answers I can give you depending on kind of what perspective, um, you know, obviously you look up to people like your dad, um, my dad being an ex player, somebody that I, I've always looked up to since I was a kid and, and kind of asked for advice and whatnot. And then um, I guess, the guy you kind of you look up to your whole life as a player and stuff um which there's obviously a handful that that i've watched since i was young you know being from the maritimes there's guys like marchand crosby and mckinnon um you know and then coming coming to cornell from st andrews with with morgan um morgan baron being from halifax um kind of having a similar path going to st andrews and then then coming straight to cornell um <clears throat> he was a guy that i you know i looked up to um a bit and then, uh, you know, just kind of all my teammates, I think as a freshman, um, we had an old team my first year 
Um, so guys like Jeff Malad, who I was fortunate enough to play in a line with um, in the second half. So I think there's a handful of different different people that you could say have been mentors or have mentored me at different times um, and stuff. I wouldn't say there's one person that, you know, you go to for everything, but, um, you know, there's kind of a team of people, I guess, um, that for different situations and whatnot, you kind of find yourself getting advice from and, you know, try to soak it all in and, and kind of take that advice and, and implement it. So. Oh, that, that that's awesome. Yeah. I guess you sort of beat us to the punch to it because you didn't mention uh, Maddie G and Baron, I believe. And the next, the next question was actually going to be about, you know, obviously that you went to St. Andrews College prior to Cornell. And we were going to ask, did other SAC alum like Maddie G and Baron impact your decision to come to Cornell to play hockey? Yeah, I think obviously they, uh, they had a little bit of, of an impact on that. I think I tried to go through the whole, whole kind of recruiting process, um, you know, and not make a decision based on, on where they came. And, you know, I didn't, didn't come to Cornell just because Morgan Barron or Macalida did, but, you know, obviously they're two, two really well respected guys around, around college hockey and just in the hockey world. So um, they definitely had some impact on it and guys that I talked to um, when I was trying to make my decision. And, you know, ultimately when I did, did decide to come to Cornell, they, uh, they were guys, I think that, you know, made me feel, I think, a little extra comfortable when I came here and, and comfortable making that decision. Um, but like I said, I tried to kind of go through that process, um, you know, and, and make a decision based on where I saw myself and, you know, it happened to be Cornell. And I think those guys, like I said, um, probably helped the, the kind of the comfort factor and, and the adjustment. So. I got you. Yeah. What about, um, I, I think it's Ertl uh, who also went to, went, went to SAC. Yeah. Did you ever know uh, Ertl when you were there or <laughs> was that past your time? Uh, so it was similar. I didn't play, play with Ertz. He, uh, it was kind of the same as, as Morgan and, and Galley for me. It's kind of like once we left, um, he came and, and then I came with Morgan. But, um, so when he got to St. Andrews, I was in my first year, um, here at Cornell and obviously keeping in contact with our coach there, Dave Manning at St. Andrews. And, and once he talked it, started talking to coaches here, they obviously would, would make mention that and, um, you know, I kind of got in contact with them that way and um, just kind of through texting and, and whatnot. I got to know him a little bit. And then um, obviously the first time I met him um, was on campus, actually. But I kind of got to know him throughout his recruiting process and, and just him being at St. Andrews and that connection. So, ah, OK, no, no, that, that's that's awesome. And I and you also brought up your dad. I mean, your dad, Trevor, he, he played in uh the big leagues you know he, he played he played for the nordiques now now the abs so um and 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 i was gonna ask about you know how has your dad and and his career it uh, in the nhl in the ahl over the years how has um he helped you grow as a player i know you mentioned him as one of your big influences one of the people you look up to like how how has that impacted like your desire to keep playing and, and your desire to go on yeah i mean i think there's a number of different ways obviously that he's kind of you know being my dad i've obviously lived through my whole life until i lived away and um you know i think there's a number of different kind of ways that he's influenced me and i guess mentored me like <clears throat> like we previously mentioned but i think the main thing i kind of like how to how to be a pro and um you know kind of what it takes day to day and it's not just kind of showing up and doing stuff when you feel like it, there's going to be days that, uh, that you don't want to do something that you just kind of got to grind it out. And, um, 
And then he, uh, you know, being a coach, I think I kind of got to see that side of things. He coached, used to coach university hockey um, back in Canada where we're from. Uh, so I was always around the rink, around his team, um, around, you know, his players in the coach's room and, and stuff. And I think that's where I kind of picked up a lot of things, you know, how the, how the guys just are in the room at that level and the way they prepare and, and you know, the, the way they handle things, whether it be wins or losses. And, um, you know, I think I just throughout the years picked up a lot of stuff, you know, whether it be from them or, or him and, and his coaches. Um, so I think it's pretty fortunate that way to kind of have that opportunity to see the kind of behind the scenes um, stuff at that, at that level. And, um, you know, I've actually been in contact and, and stuff and I'm close to some of his, uh, his ex players. So I think they, uh, you know, they, they get some credit for kind of taking the little, the little guy under their wing while I was around the rink and, and putting up with me, I guess, um, you know, when they didn't have to. So I think I uh, contribute some stuff to that, but I think that was uh, a big thing for me. It was kind of the behind the scenes part was, uh, was huge. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's an unreal story. I mean, and, and, and what was his reaction? You know, you were drafted by the Avs nonetheless and 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 those guys are the are, are the former nordiques so like you know what how did how did he react to that i know obviously you were probably like just over the moon but i can't even imagine what it's like for your dad yeah i mean it's weird i think i don't think there's anybody um you know really left in the organization for the most part from uh from when he played with the big uh you know the change and relocation everything it's and it's obviously been a while but um you know, I don't think I at least didn't realize um, until actually I was in an interview right after um, when you're doing the whole process of, of meeting stuff when somebody mentioned it. That was kind of when it first clued into me that um, that is, I guess, the same organization to some extent. Um, and I don't think he realized right away either. Obviously, you know, you hear your name and stuff. The, the first, It's just kind of like excitement and joy and, you know, you kind of black out a little bit and I guess try to take it all in, but it's all a bit of a blur. So, um, yeah, as for me, I didn't realize, like I said, until that kind of interview and it just kind of hit me and I clued in and, you know, obviously it's pretty cool and, and special, but, um, you know, I think he, he's definitely obviously really proud and, um, it's probably, I guess a little bit extra special, but, um, you know, we did never, kind of had like a realization at the same time I guess like I said I was kind of doing an interview and um, you know he probably figured out during that process too but um, I guess it definitely does make it a little bit a little bit extra special to follow in his footsteps. Oh special indeed I'd agree. Almost heartwarming right? That's, that's kind of that's kind of nice to hear you know just I guess just a special message to your father now. Yeah I mean <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, like I said, he's done a lot, uh, you know, to get me this point. So I guess that's uh, a nice little thing that we can share. But um, yeah, kind of all I got that way. Fair. Now, what has your experience been like participating in camp with the Avs? And with the follow-up, did you ever share the ice with Halifax legend McKinnon or Captain Landeskog? Um, well, it's weird. I, with COVID and everything, I only got to go, um, to Colorado for that one, that one development camp the year I was, yes. was drafted. So I haven't been back since, um, like I said, because of COVID and everything, um, you know, but being from the Maritimes, I've skated with McKinnon. He's been on the ice a few times. He's come on. Um, 
I've never been on with Landis Cog, but um, yeah, McKinnon, I guess I've been on a couple of times um, when I was younger and stuff. But as for the camps and, you know, the one camp I did go to is obviously everything is normal is pre-COVID. And, um, you know, it was really cool. We got to do uh, do a number of different things. Um, you know, we had our, our workouts and skates and stuff, which were which were good and obviously a new experience for us that, uh, that we had fun with. But then there was, I think they did a good job. There's a lot of team building. Um, you know, we got to go up do some like high ropes course and, and stuff that way. And then, um, get to see some of the city and, um, we were at the Red Rocks amphitheater. Um, we did a workout there, which, you know, that wasn't the enjoyable part, I guess it was a <laughs> tough one, but, uh, but, uh, you know, just seeing everything and, and the scenery and being from out East, uh, you know, it's a lot different in Colorado and kind of out Western with the, seeing the mountains and everything. So I think that was, uh, that was pretty cool, but, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I haven't, haven't got to go back yet. So, um, you know, hopefully this, this coming summer, there can be a development camp and we can get back out there. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> jinx, I guess. Oh, yeah, jinx. <laughs> that was quite weird. But yeah, hopefully that, you know, that does turn out. Now, of course we mentioned Halifax and speaking of Halifax guys, obviously there are a lot of greats from that area. I think it goes without saying, you know, specifically Crosby and McKinnon. And you did mention this earlier briefly, but who did you look up to, growing up watching the nhl um i think well crosby's kind of the obvious answer he's somebody that's kind of like he's you know the the guy around there obviously uh he's been so good for so long but um i think my personally my my favorite player um is marchand he's a guy i think that uh you know he does everything he's um controversial opinion some people might might think but um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for kind of the way that he plays the game and you know, the path that he took to get there, um, you know, playing in the American league and, and working his way up and, um, seem like everybody's kind of, everybody wants to be against him because of the way that he plays, but, um, he does it so well. And, um, you know, he, he's one of the, probably the hardest worker I've, I've ever seen. Um, you know, so I think he's definitely worked for everything that he's, he's kind of gotten that way and, and whatnot, but. And then there's McKinnon, um, who, when I was a little bit older, he was playing for the Mooseheads, and I got to watch a lot of games. And um, I was kind of at an age where I could kind of actually understand just how good he was and, um, you know, appreciate the things that he did. So um, I think at a young, young, young age, Crosby is kind of the guy. And then um, as I kind of got got older, um, and now I think Marshan is kind of my, my favorite player. Um, but then obviously McKinnon, I mean, all three of them are – are super hard workers and guys that, um, you know, everybody I think looks up to that way. Um, but I guess, like I said, there's three different kind of, kind of guys and, and stages yeah. that I've got to admire them and, and look up to. So I think watching McKinnon with the Mooseheads, um, you know, that team that they had was, was definitely really special. And, um, you know, he was obviously crazy to watch, um, in person. So I was fortunate for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. I I love Brad Marchand, man. Always he he's the guy people love to hate. I I, I think, and and that's what makes yeah. him so good. And I, I honestly yeah, think that they uh, all want yeah, him. He's they all want him on their team. That's that's for sure. Whether oh yeah, so oh he, yeah, for uh, certain. Yeah, for certain. Uh, and yeah, he's a character. And, and now your dad uh, works for the Kraken right now, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, correct. 
Yeah. So uh, have you had the chance to go out to, to, to Seattle or well, does he work in, in Seattle like currently, like, or is he working remotely or how does no, that work? Yeah. He, he works from home. So I, uh, I have, he got to go. Um, they all went to, I think it was their home opener. Um, oh, okay. This year, but I, I haven't personally been, been to Seattle. He only just started working for them. Well, I mean, they're in their first year, so it hasn't been long, but um, no, no, no. Yeah, that's... but yeah, so he just started working for them and, and he was out there um sending me pictures and everything but um i haven't personally been damn yeah no so, so definitely uh plans in the works for that eventually hopefully post covid you know after all yeah, this I'll stuff probably, settles yeah, down I'll see if i can sneak my way to a game or or something get out uh, i've never been to seattle so um yeah. see if i can sneak my way out there with him somehow but we'll see about that yeah no that's fair and and, and so sort of just to kind of round it all out so you guys have five days uh, until the next game against the sun devils i mean they're they're doing all right well they they lost their most recent game but they had won three straight yeah. but you know what's the, the what's the word in the locker room are the guys like feeling uh, the, the anticipation for this game or like what's yeah the, what's they, the word yeah we're definitely uh definitely excited for this uh this coming weekend against them they're I mean, you know, like I guess, like you said, there they lost their last game, but they've uh, they've won some big games against some really good teams this year, and um, you know they beat Clarkson those those two games I think um, when they played them recently there. So by no means do we think this uh, this going to be an easy one. They have a lot of a lot of really skilled good players. Um, you know, they got a handful of guys that are drafted and um, have had really good seasons so far. So we're uh, you know we're expecting to go in there and have two two really hard games uh, before North Dakota. So Obviously, we uh, we're confident in ourselves, and we think if we play play the right way and play the way that we can, we'll uh, we'll go there and, and have success. But um, you know, we know it's not going to come easy. We know we do have to play um, two really good games to to win, and um, and obviously they're huge games um, for our season out of conference and and whatnot. So, like I said, we'll uh, I think we'll be ready to go, and um, you know, we're all really excited to get back and and get playing. It's been a while. Oh yeah. I, I know I personally can't wait. Now I've wanted to ask because we've had some mixed responses on this. Are you looking forward to North Dakota or Arizona more as, as a, you know, as the, uh, as we begin the road trip? Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. I think they're, they're definitely going to be two different experiences. Um, you know, North Dakota, there's a, there's a lot of history there. Um, you know, it's a, I think it's a pretty unique building to, to say you went there and played against North Dakota in North Dakota. Um, obviously they have a really good team this year too. So, um, you know, no different. Those are going to be two real, really tough games, but, you know, I don't think we want to look, look ahead to those and, and get excited for those. Cause obviously there's uh, two big ones against Arizona that we're, we're equally as excited for. So, um, you know, I think, like I said, they're different. Arizona's a new program where North Dakota has got a lot of history, but, um, you know, they're both both going to be uh, really good teams and um, you know, we're excited to, to go to Arizona and get, get those games in and, you know, hopefully head to North Dakota with two wins and um, you know, try to come home with four. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I can certainly tell you who, uh, which one Hayskies is excited for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a Fargo guy. So the, uh, the Minnesota guys, I guess, North Dakota, they, uh, they like their home home. So they're uh, I'm sure he'll have a lot of, a lot of friends and family there. Um, I think we had, we had talks about this road trip. I think my freshman year, I don't know if it was like rumors or whatnot, but I guess obviously it, it ended up being true. And I remember 
he was uh, he was pretty fired up even back then um, talking about it. So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much to Matt Steinberg for joining us on this edition of the Sinbin. But don't go anywhere as we're going to head right into the Slapshot round. All right, welcome to the Slapshot round, where we ask hard-hitting, fun questions and have you answer them as quick as you can. So, of course, the first question is, are you good to go, Mr. Steinberg? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, perfect, because this, this first one, it's really on the edge of everyone's mind, because everyone is dying to know this. Why the fishbowl? Are fishbowls a sign of greater hockey prowess? I don't know. I I don't know why I did this. I think I my freshman year I didn't like didn't like the cage for some reason. Didn't fit well, and you know, I think college hockey is the one chance you kind of get to wear a fishbowl and, and not get chirped for it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, Ertl, who also went to SAC, for example, is rocking the fishbowl. So maybe it's an Aurora thing. Would you say that? No, because Morgan didn't wear one. I think I probably recruited. Hurts a little bit to get him in the fishbowl crew because there's not many of us, so we mm. got to get some numbers on our side. Like, well, well, I mean, you have Mitchell, right? I mean, Mitchell's yeah, been rocking get... the bubble since I, I can't even remember when. Yeah, he started. He started with me freshman year. We had Derbs. We lost Derbs. Um, we got Rigo now. Oh yeah, Rigo that's gone. right. That's right. They lost Durbin. I completely forgot. He switched yeah, his he yeah. bubble guy. So, all right. Well then. Moving on from that, because now our our question has finally been answered about the fishbowl. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. What do you think is the NHL team, or who rather, is the NHL team most likely to win the Stanley Cup this season? We must ask that. Uh, there's a lot. I think I I personally little biased. I'm gonna. Colorado is probably my number one pick, but yeah. I think with, between Vegas and Florida, Carolina, there's a number of teams I think that are in the hunt. So, yeah, you know, the, great answer. Yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> I like answer, actually. Answer. That's a good answer. Those are all excellent, really competitors that, that are very likely to win it. I would have to agree with that. And again, being a Devils fan myself, it's not like we're going to win it. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, they, 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 Sean, I can't keep the faith. I can't say they crossed my mind for you guys, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> we we try, we try. I'm keeping the faith. It's you know, it's 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 a years long progress. I'll take it. <laughs> now moving on from that, and actually speaking about the NHL, who to you is the most overrated NHL player? Overrated. Wow, that's a tough one. I'm not making friends with that one, hey. Um. <clears throat> Overrated. Yeah. So this could be someone who gets praised for way too much or, you know, social media just hypes him up way too much for the talent he really gives out. I don't know. I don't know if I got an answer for that one. I can't think of anyone. What do you guys got for that? That's fair. Uh, I mean, well, all I can tell you, I mean, the spit and chicklets went for Philip Grubauer. I'm not entirely sure I why. Say, I think it was because he went to Seattle and all that. And then, like, I guess just didn't play well. But, I, I mean, I necessarily wouldn't go with that. Um, I might sound dumb with this one, but maybe 
Dougie Hamilton. I don't know. Like, Oh, Hamilton. But okay. I think, but I think a lot of people like, I see too many people have him ranked like as one of the best D in the league. So I like, they probably know better than me, but I haven't seen him play a lot either though. So he's not his, their games aren't usually on um, back home when I watch. So that's, yeah. that's my, my pick, but I have no idea how, uh, how accurate that is. No, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. fair. That's this, fair. This and now so runs about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so we uh, we hear you're quite the Xbox guy, uh, is that true? Used to be an Xbox guy on PlayStation now. Oh, you're PlayStation now. Oh, okay. PlayStation. All, all, all right. Now, so, yeah. All right. So now I probably know the answer to this question. So I was going to ask you, uh, COD or Halo? If you had to choose between the two, Call of Duty. Okay. All right. He didn't even think Makes about sense. that, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, which one? I'm curious. What's your favorite? Honestly, I'm not a like, I'm not a COD guy. I don't play a lot of. I haven't played Call of Duty for since like Black Ops like two. Like I played. Oh, okay. I played when I was younger, and then got big time into to the NHL games, and then. Oh, okay. I is, can't. Is... I can't play like a couple of games. Like I'm just like play one game for the whole year type thing. I can't go oh, back okay. and forth. I got you. Okay. Um, is uh, what's your favorite game? Like. Call of Duty or Halo side? Um, NHL. Yeah, NHL. I was okay. on Fortnite train for a little bit and played more so just to like talk to the guys and, and stuff and hang out, but probably NHL. That's okay. what I'm best at, at least. That's fair. That's fair. I heard that uh, I, I I think it was Mazika and God, I can't remember. Maybe it was Berard or, or somebody else. They were all saying they were all into like Chell and having Chell tournaments. But, uh, yeah, well, I think the guys who at Delaware who live on Delaware, which is like Pete, Pete and Mots and Nate and them, they I think they play a lot at NHL. None okay. of them are overly good. Mots will ah, say, ooh, okay. none of them are overly good. <laughs> um, me and me and Malone have a a good series going. We end up just playing against each other for oh, way yeah. too long most nights. Um, oh yeah. Berard, Berard's a good player though, but he's he lives yeah. he lives here with us, so we'll uh, we got him on our team. All right, no, that's fair. That's fair. The T comes out. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. so moving on from the chill, uh, favorite genre of music? Uh, country probably. Oh, that was a surprise. God! I'm so happy you said that. Oh my God, I, I can't believe it. Somebody wait. So, what's your favorite artist? If you have. Uh, Morgan Wallet, I think like that's oh yeah, not, hell not yeah, overly yeah, it's pretty pretty common. Oh yeah, hell yeah, pretty clear there. All right, not him though, I think. God, that that that's crazy. So, wait, are you the only guy uh, on the team who likes country music, or do you have like fellow like brothers in arms in that regard? Um, I feel like every like, I mean, there's some guys that don't like country at all, but I feel like everybody <laughs> to some point enjoys like country music um yeah i do like rap and and stuff depending on like when i'm listening but i think all year round like i can listen to country at any 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 time of the year i think yeah yeah i, I was gonna say not that the carhartt gave you away or anything but i would i would have guessed that i would have yeah. guessed that well being being from from the east coast and you know on the water and stuff countries the the go-to there in, in the summer on the boat and and hanging yeah. out so oh yeah 
No, no, no. I, I was a little surprised because I had asked Betts that question a while back and he he didn't immediately say country. And I'm like, wait, isn't he from like a, a farm town somewhere like Flesherton? Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, he, he's from the middle of nowhere and he doesn't like country music all that much. And I'm like, wow, OK, no, no, no. But awesome. A, a lot of respect there. And so, uh, like we said, uh, I, I think we touched on this before, but uh most of the guys who come on here have unanimously voted you as the guy who chirps the best on the team. So, really? yes, yes. Uh, we're not lying to you. I promise. Now what, uh, with that being said, what is your favorite like on ice chirping incident that you have been a part of? I don't know. Like I'm a little shocked. They, I, I figure that's a case of quantity over quality, but really, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I'm chirping of probably running my mouth more than I should, but I don't know how necessarily good, good they are, but um, I don't know. Like, like it, it kind of like happens a little too much when you have a favorite that I'm trying okay. to think of, but I don't know. I don't know if there, right. there hasn't been one, there hasn't been one like situation that really stands yeah. out that I can. Yeah. Think, it happens too much. Of, it all yeah, fades in together. Of, least, yeah. You know, Oh, but I, I don't think I have anything like too creative. It's pretty, pretty generic stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I must say, but Wait, no, no, no. I'm glad, I'm glad I got the votes though. Nice <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it was, it was unanimous. It was the only thing on the slap shot round that has been unanimous so far this season. So, so, so that you have the title of the best chirp on the Good. team. So you can far. hang my hat on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life. You can hang your hat on there. And uh, with that um, hockey opponent that you're looking forward to uh, most uh, playing this season, uh, team or like individual? Well, it could be a uh, team, really I'd say. Yeah, either. I mean, um, probably North Dakota, I guess, for mm -hmm. the history, like I was talking about before and, and playing in that building. That's probably, um, and I think, like I said, we talked about that, like my freshman year, we heard rumblings of that game. So I think we've, We've, there's been a lot of anticipation and I guess the way um, the way everything ended my freshman year um, the two of us kind of being ranked number one um, you know we, we've been been wanting to play them since then so it's been uh, been a big build up for this one ah no no that's that's great that's great so I mean you Hayski I think him Hayski Malinsky pretty much everybody yeah. has said North Dakota yeah I, I I have I have we have had a few Harvards a couple Clarkson guys as well, but uh, no, I, I got to say the vast majority has been, has been this North Dakota game. So we are definitely, it, it's to the point where the producer, myself and Sean have all joked about buying tickets to fly out to see the game because we're <laughs> like, Oh, they're all hyping this up. We got to go. But, yeah. Uh, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good yeah. one. No, that's fair. With that um, favorite chant from the line of faithful. Um. I think like the Civ and all your fault are obviously they're good. Like, I think a lot of schools have similar, like kind of probably the same thing, but I think our, uh, our fans probably do it the best. So I think that's oh, yeah. always a fun one. I know if I was a goalie, it'd probably get in my head a little bit too. So oh, but, yeah. uh, it's always fun to go after the goalie, the bend over one too, that they do is good. Yeah. You know, the goalie, you know, the goalie wants to kind of bend over, like lean on his, on his legs and stuff, but he, he's definitely fighting it. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. 
That's, no, that's great. As the cowbell guy, I, I, I approve of that. I've seen so many other schools that have like their own cowbell or their own like little sieve or something that they say after the goal is scored, but I don't think anybody does it like the big No, guy. not it's not. I don't think it's close at all. So, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> now, do you, Matt, have any pregame rituals? This is just like a sort of mandatory question. Um. Yeah, I guess I do. I got my, I don't know. It's not like a ritual, like a superstition that I kind of have to do, but I kind of have the same, I naturally kind of end up doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess when I first get to the rink, I always go and hang out with her in our trainer's room and eat my peanut butter sandwich and, and have a coffee and kind of talk mm-hmm. about anything besides hockey, I guess, for, for 10 minutes. And then, then once I'm done that, I kind of get into it and, and kind of start everything. Does it have to be a peanut butter sandwich? It, like every time without fail? Just peanut, peanut butter and sandwich. jam, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Jam. That's what we get. So, I mean, if we didn't have – Oh, everybody like, gets them. I didn't – yeah, we, we just have that out kind of for guys oh, okay. to, to pick at and stuff. So, that uh, – right. I didn't have – like, I didn't eat a peanut butter and jam sandwich, like, before I came here, but got here and they were there, and it kind of just become a thing. So, that's uh, – I guess that's my thing. I go hang out with Ed and, and Tim and mm-hmm. have a coffee and a sandwich. I have to follow that up with a little bit of curiosity because we got tipped that you're really huge on cookies. Would you agree with that? Oh, well, yeah. See, that that happens before oh. before I get to the rink. But that funny story. Yeah, so that story, <laughs> that was definitely Sammy that tipped you off about that one. But um, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy and Coach Chalrico, yeah. yeah. Shaner too, hey? Uh, yeah, Shane, yeah. Well, yeah, so my my freshman year when we went to play Ohio State in Vegas, the first game, yeah, I uh, I had thumb surgery because um, I hurt my thumb or at the MSG game, yeah. um, and then I missed the heart their last week against Harvard Dartmouth. Um, so I had my thumb done, and the way they cast their thumb, it's kind of like your whole hand up to your wrist. Yeah. Um, mm. But for some reason, I forget what the rule, I wasn't allowed to like do much like exercise or anything like sweating because the cast and like the incision for, for infection. So I kind of like didn't do much for December. And then I got back and once I got back on like the 26th, they changed my cast and um, the, the incision was healed. So I was allowed to start skating. So I was, I was definitely out of shape. Um, and whatnot so i was kind of just getting i skated like three or four times and um everybody goes to the to las vegas for that road trip um because during our like intercession um so i didn't like had didn't have any plans on playing like we were still trying to figure out how to get my hand in the gloves like we're cutting gloves and like trying to tape it like to keep it on um and i couldn't like move my hand or anything so we skated and um at pregame meal usually the guys that are playing the guys like that aren't playing kind of like out of respect to let the guys eat first and kind of get everything they need. And, um, so I wasn't playing. So I was kind of sitting back, like hanging out, talking to guys and ended up sitting there for a while after pregame meal, like, like I said, just still talking, whatever. And I think the, the count that I had was I was at like five chocolate chip cookies. Holy goodness. Um, right? oh. <laughs> they were small ones though. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I don't know if they were or not, but, <laughs> um, so then I go, go back to my room and, um, 
laying down, whatever. And I, Andrea, I've got sick and couldn't play. And I looked at my phone and, and Shave texted me said that I like I had to play that night. And Ooh. eventually, I ended up, like scored my my first college goal that game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. So can I was like, I need to for every game. Um, so I don't know if I like kept doing that. Like, I don't know if I did against Providence the next day or what. And then I went out to British Columbia last year. And I think the first two games, I didn't have a point or anything. I was joking to one of the, the billet dads cause he was kind of chirping me and whatever. And I was like, well, I need cookies <laughs> and con- calling my bluff. I think he made me cookies. Uh, um, so I ate the cookies and I think I, I scored a goal or two that game and, and whatnot. And then it, from then on, it, kind of just became a thing so now i like i need cookies before before <laughs> games or in pre-game meal it's my my third period energy i call it um so cookies. that's funny sharing right. to be off because i think he he's in charge of a lot of, of doing like meals and stuff so i'm always on him to make sure he gets cookies or else we're uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a problem so he's been good right. though he's been good this year yeah and it's, yeah. does it always have to be chocolate chip or could it be oreos you know uh well chocolate chip yeah if there's no cookies though, then I'm definitely open to, I know one road trip, we had some pretty good brownies. Okay. Um, okay. okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not have the brownies and those cookies. You know? So they'll, they'll do, I guess. For, yeah. Yeah. For the time. It's, it's yeah, suffice. Yeah. I'm it's open. Suffice. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you an insomnia cookie fan? See that, now, like that, I said that I've never had, I don't think I've ever had insomnia. Ah, cookie. okay. Like, wow, really? which is kind of like weird considering I'm like the cookie guy, I guess. Shane <laughs> and Sam here are spilling the beans there, but no, I've never had inside. I don't think I, I don't think I've never been. I don't know, like maybe guys have them and I might have had one before, but I can't remember ever yeah. that ever happening. So I'm going to mm-hmm. test it out. That's a yeah. good excuse. So next time no. Shane doesn't get me cookies at pregame meal for the game, maybe I'll go there. Yeah, uh-huh. there's there's an insomnia. What's it over at um, College Town? Yeah, yeah. Over and remember, yeah, there's one close by. I know guys talk about it, but it's pretty yeah. good. It's not bad. I think Sammy Malinsky actually has been there a whole bunch. He goes there a lot, so I'll uh, maybe huh. go with him. He's got a kind of a bad yeah. diet that way. He's always <laughs> at Seven Eleven and everything, taquitos and oh, oh, geez, <laughs> taquitos, man. Oh, yeah. Th- those th- yeah. those things tear you up. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, wait, I'm way too far off track here, but I was going to say, how did you decide to rep the number 20 for the Big Red? Is there any significance in the number 20 for you, or did they just assign you that? Um, No, like, I think, well, Morgan had 27, which is what I wore at St. Andrews. It was kind of weird. Like, every kind of number that I would have picked was taken. And then, so I forget what the numbers that were left were, but um, it's laying on 20. I don't really have like a number that I really care that much about, but I think 27 would have been my first choice, but just happened that 20, I guess, was the best option I felt. So that's oh. uh, no story really behind it. Oh, okay. Okay. No, that's it. interesting. No. Now, this, this question is a little bit intricate. Um, if Mike Tyson came out of retirement, which of the boys would last the longest in the ring? And I have an idea of who it might be, but I'm not going to say. Uh, I'm just going to let you decide. 
would last, I guess, Mike, on this year's team? Um, Could be from years past if you can't come up with an example. No, I'll go from this year's team. I'm trying to think around the room, but I'm going to say I'm going to say McIntyre will be the first one to get knocked out. <laughs> and the, the, one okay. that, the one that go the longest would uh, it would have it'd be O'Leary, the little the little O'Leary. Oh, wow. He's uh he he's got some wrestling background, whatnot, and uh, I think I few guys probably learned that the hard way, messing around with him, and he pulls some submission out of his back pocket, and he's uh he's our best, definitely our best wrestler, but I'm gonna put him in there for for fighting too in general. Uh-huh. But like McIntyre's the first one to out though. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's you unanimous. said that twice, unanimous. so that's important. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, making a point of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well, see, my bet would have been Ben Tupker because I, I, I know they had said a whole bunch about you know Ben Tupker being like this. He's a huge dude, and the guy can apparently he's been also unanimously voted almost all the time as the guy who can bench the most. I don't know if you disagree with that, but I figured you know if you can bench that much, maybe you'll go a few rounds, but. All right, O'Leary. Yeah, I'm going off the board with O'Leary because the the fighting wrestling background, yeah. and he's the guy that you got to be in small that he's going to be the one to embarrass you. So you, oh yeah, don't, mm. you don't bother fighting with him, you know, because yeah. oh, you you can't win that one, you know. Yeah, you're just going to lose. And look bad, so. Going for fi- fighting technique over strength, I respect that. that yeah, yeah. Again, I was also betting on Tupker. I was also betting on him. Well, I should be more specific with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he he's definitely got the strength and size to to do it. But yeah, I'm going with a fight. I'm going with O'Leary. I'm putting my money on him, but not McIntyre. <laughs> How no, long would Andre have last? You think your line mate? You know the big Russian bear. Come on. See, that's the other thing too. I can't. You never bet against a Russian with that. You know they. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know they. They got their own. Pro- they got missing screws, and you know, that's what Maxi will probably just fight till he is unconscious. With so, <laughs> so that that yeah. could be a pick too. So I can't bet against them, but I got to stick to my guns with O'Leary. But he'd be a good one too. Oh, good choice. Oh, great, good choice. great good choice. Original too, actually. Yeah. So, with that out of the way, we've asked most of the Canadians on the podcast, what is one thing. That kind of grinds your gears about Americans. Um, chirping us for saying a. I say <laughs> I probably say it definitely too much, but they always get, they always make a point of you know a to, to pointing it out. So that's uh, that's my go to. Well, I say wait, but like is is that like? Because I feel like that stereotype's a little overblown. Because I I've met some people. I is it regional or does it is it like it, I don't even think that that is like I, I know our producer's from Ontario, so he's probably going to kill me after this. But like uh, I, I know he, he he doesn't say that at all. He said like oh you know like it's it's completely incorrect. We never say that. Da, 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 da. Yeah it yeah it is weird. I don't think people from Ontario say it as much. Like when I went to school at St Andrews it wasn't as common, but like back home in the Maritimes, it's definitely like frequently used. Like, okay. I, like I said, I, I, I say it a lot subconsciously and I only notice that I say it if like somebody like points it out. Well, but yeah, 
I, I, I got to say the guy that I've met so far on the team that has the most stereotypical Canadian accent, and, and he's not even Canadian. It, 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 and Cody, I love you, but it's got to be Haskinen because he's got that, like, oh, I'm from Fargo, eh? Like, that, that, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like he's close to the, like, he's up, he's up north there. So he's close. Enough. Yeah. So he's, yeah. He's got that excuse. And so, yeah, it is like territorial, though, because like, like Ontario people don't say it, they're Canadian, but like Cody probably, I don't know if he does or not, but he, I know what you mean with the, the accent. Yeah. Yeah. No, Good Fargo fair. guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Cody, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so you know, you just got back home, or you just got back from being home. Excuse me. So, what food do you miss the most from the Maritimes? Trying to think, there's anything like. I guess it's not from the maritime. Like it's not like a maritime thing, but I got you. My like going home. My favorite thing is my. my grandparents spaghetti and meatballs that they do like all homemade that's my favorite going home but i don't know if there's a food that's like overly unique i'm not like a huge lobster or like seafood i like like i eat it and like but it's not like a big like it's not i don't love it i guess so my favorite food going home is is probably my grandparents uh cooking but i guess we have no, that's Donair. Donair. You guys have Donairs here? Uh, oh, man. I don't oh, know. Man. What that is. I, I've never heard of that. I mean, I'm, I'm t- our, <laughs> so our, I our producer might, would be killing be, us right yeah. now because he's he's Canadian. So he knows all the Canadian <laughs> lingo. Not, and stuff. They're not really a thing in uh, in Ontario. I know that. That's why it might be like. So I guess that I don't try not to eat them too often because they are terrible for you. But they uh, oh. I've, I haven't met anybody that hasn't that's had a Donair and hasn't liked it so i'll say that Wait, what what is it if you don't mind me asking <laughs> uh well usually you get it like a like a shawarma place oh um, okay okay but it so it's not it's not chicken it's beef but it's the same thing like cut off like that and mm-hmm. mystery mystery beef so i don't know where it comes oh man from. all right but, okay <laughs> and then it's on like it's on the pita um and then there's a donair sauce which again i don't know what what it is which isn't a good man isn't a good sign but <laughs> tastes good you feel terrible after but. yeah 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 no that's fair but yeah I, i've never met somebody that hasn't enjoyed it so i i guess then this question is really relevant to what you just said what's your favorite fast food chain or rather just favorite fast food or chain restaurant from anywhere yeah i got popeyes by a mile. oh wow okay that was a but surprise. we don't gonna... have we don't have popeyes though at home so I only the first time I had Popeyes was last year. Um, oh, wow! Yeah, and it uh, I had it when I was in Ottawa when I had my leg surgery because I got hurt at West. Yeah. Um, my aunt and uncle live in Ottawa, so I went there and was able to get in for for my surgery. So my aunt was, uh, you know, room service and and everything and whatever I wanted. Um, I was spoiled. So I forget what it was. We went, uh, for some reason, Mike went to Popeye's and it was like the greatest thing ever. I still, mm-hmm. when we were back there, like I said, like when we went, cause we drove up and flew out of Ottawa. Um, my uncle took me, took us there when our flight got canceled, we were driving home and we're, like, All right, we're going to Popeye's like <laughs> flights canceled might as well. So that's my, uh, 
that's my favorite for sure. And we don't have it at home. So it's always like, I don't get it often. I now I have to ask, where do you stand with KFC? I don't think I've never had KFC. That's wow. and I never had Chick Fil A until this year. But I'm still sticking to Popeyes. I was saying it's saying the dressing room actually Popeyes is better than Chick Fil A, which isn't a very popular opinion. But it's not. No, it's not. It's not, it's not, at not all, a popular but, opinion. But like I respect no. that. I'll. I'll like that's it. It, yeah. Do you get like? I think you, there's some, there's definitely some people on the Popeyes side of that. I think. Yeah, probably. But I was gonna ask: Do you get like the chicken tenders? Do you get uh, the actual no, like the, chicken itself? The spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's probably why. Is that like your go-to yeah. every time? Yeah, honestly, I. Yeah, that's like, why. I didn't. I yeah. I've never had anything else. I I don't even look at the menu. I just that's that's what I get. <laughs> chicken tenders are good for Popeyes. I'll say that. But the spicy yeah, chicken I sandwich, I can imagine. Yeah, it is solid. So yeah. you got to yeah. beat there. <laughs> Makes probably sense. nothing. There's probably nothing that isn't good from there. So. <laughs> now, moving way, way, way away from that. What is the angriest you've ever seen Shafe get at a bat call during a game? Uh, that Gardner to chuckle. It feels like you have an immediate memory. No, I don't, but I know there's probably a good one. That's what I'm trying to think. Oh, you're digging through. I got you digging through the files. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if there's like a bad one that we like. There's definitely been bad calls against us, yeah. but like there's no like like it's like shapes mad he's mad like there hasn't really been like i haven't seen him like snap like i don't know i think like i probably like probably some of my calls he's he's got pretty pissed at <laughs> i've heard it i've heard it i've heard it from him a few times but not those weren't like those were at me not the ref so oh, oh dear i don't know <laughs> well because after, after the ohio like then I think it was a shift after my first goal against Ohio State. I kicked out because I hit a guy from behind, but um, I don't think he was happy about that one. But um, <laughs> I don't know if there's like one, but probably uh, my answer, I'm going to guess probably personally, obviously, like when you get mad at mine, but they're probably pretty deserving. So fair enough. Hey, that, 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 that's fair. Yeah, it takes yeah. a big man to admit it. It takes a big man to admit yeah. it. Uh. <laughs> Man, pretty interesting, but I, I didn't know how you noted a chuckle. We had to know yeah. that you yeah. chuckled. Well, that. I, I know there's definitely some, but I can't like too can't many to recount. I don't know if you guys, mm. you guys got an answer. Or, I, I, know, I have never. Well, I, well, that's honestly why I, 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 I wanted to ask this question is because I've never seen Shafe get like mad in a sense that like I, like you said i've never seen him snap at anything so that's why yeah. i was wondering like you know i've seen him get mad before but like never well well first of all it's never been loud enough for me to actually understand what he's saying yeah. but like uh well because the crowd's always too loud but like i've never actually seen him snap at any call that was like uh like he, he never break the clickboard or thrown anything at anybody like that's no. just not his style, I guess. I'm sure he's probably wanted to a few times, but he's been <laughs> he's been doing it for so long. He's he's probably yeah, able to yeah, yeah. control yeah. it by now. I'd love yeah. to get that answer though from somebody like way back when he first started, because I'm sure there probably were some good stories. But ooh, that yeah. is a good idea. <laughs> that's a, no, good that's idea. a great idea. For the next one, that's a good one. Great idea. Love it. Well, I guess we're going to have to end on a mystery note as to 
what is the angriest that Shafe has ever got at a specifically referee-based bad call <laughs> during a game? But, you know, of course, with that being said, you know, obviously we couldn't do this without you. So big thanks to Matt Steinberg for really joining us and being a great speaker. Damn, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Very thanks awesome. for having me. Well, now, of course. course, you know, best of luck throughout the season and, you know, good luck in the upcoming semester. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Need it. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Take care. Yes. Thank you. Always great to hear from our boy, Matt Steinberg. So we're currently just days away from the new year in the Arizona State Sun Devils game. And there's certainly an up-and-coming team that is out for blood like a frenzy of sharks. They've won three out of their last four games, most recently losing to Colorado College in a doubleheader over the weekend. So definitely not a team to sleep on, especially given their home ice advantage. Cornell University is seeking some big red redemption following their most recent shootout loss against Clarkson from last semester. So they face the Sun Devils on January 1st and 2nd, so be sure to tune in. In the meantime, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Big Red Hockey Cast. And from all of us here at the Big Red Sports Network, we wish you the best for the new year.